All right, what is up, guys? We are back, episode 17. We're missing one, but the show is still going on. Today we've got the start of college basketball, your daily NFL news, and more. Let's rock and roll. Episode 17, we're back with another two-man show. Sut has a little basketball, so it's just me and Mac in the studio today. Mac, how's your week been so far? It's been a pretty slow week, um, but getting back and catch up on my uh, schoolwork. How about you? It's been okay. A little slow, too. Um, sports has been a little interesting. There hasn't been too much going on besides the college football playoff rankings, which came out yesterday. We'll discuss that in a little bit. Started off with a little NBA. Um, as Hawks fans, John Collins has been suspended for 25 games. Yeah, he uh, he got suspended 25 for, I guess, growth growth hormone. Yeah, um, I'm not really sure. Like, When's the last time you heard an NBA player having to try and grow more? And he's a big man. Like, like it it's just, not He's not like a guard. It just doesn't make sense. And now he apologized, although he said he's still going to appeal. So we'll see. Although 25 games is a lot. It impacts the Hawks a lot just because... It's essentially, it's almost a third of the season with them being five or six games in already. Yeah, our uh, our basketball um, guru Lucas uh-huh. said it's gonna affect the Hawks' playoff chances. Um, so that's a big uh, big weight for Hawks fans. Um, hard, tough news to hear. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing that's interesting is just because obviously the Hawks got off to a hot start, so it was looking like they had good playoff chances, and Trey got hurt, and then this. Obviously, Trey came back last night and looked good, but I think it is interesting because if they do have a rough year, if they can get a draft pick with their two Supermaxes, they shape up very well for next year. Yeah, I like their young guys. I'm personally not a fan. We all know I'm Nuggets fans. Nuggets all the way uh-huh. to AP, but um, Go Nuggets. It is kind of sad just to see Atlanta sports kind of going downhill, but this is a big big uh, boost for them if they got promising young talent, um, but I mean, that's the thing is, like, it's not even that they're going downhill. I mean, if you look at the Falcons, offensive talent between Julio, Devontae, Matt Ryan, Ridley, they should be good. The Braves have the talent. They're obviously choking the playoffs. But, like, to a certain extent, they got to figure something out because nothing's working. Yeah, I'll reword that. Not necessarily downhill. It's just they can't finish. Yeah. And it's tough to watch. They've done a great job rebuilding both the Braves, the Hawks. Obviously, the Hawks, you could say, are definitely still in the rebuilding stage a little bit. But... The Falcons are almost looking. They're trying to trade everyone away, it seems like, and they still haven't fired um, Dan Quinn. Had the perfect chance with the bye yeah, week. Yeah, but... that's what's – like, let's talk about that for a second. The fact that you have a bye week and you're considering firing your coach and then, what, if you lose this week, you're going to fire him. Why would you not fire him before the bye week when you can get an interim coach in and have two weeks for him to really get ready? Um, I, you... I really don't know. I don't know why they're not even doing – I don't know why they're so bad, honestly. They have the talent. The talent is all there. It, it doesn't make sense. I mean, maybe the O-line. They've had some injuries on D, but they, like... You, uh, you could just... argue that Ridley, Julio, Devontae, and Matt are... And Hooper. <laughs> and Hooper are almost... <laughs> I don't know. It's weird to me. Speaking of the whole rebuild, uh, Warriors are looking like they're rebuilding their whole team. They got uh, D'Angelo Russell out, Draymond out, and their entire starting lineup tonight against the Rockets have not been on the team last year. Yeah, and it's – well, it's – I saw a lineup where it was like 
if I, as myself, not being a huge NBA fan, I follow it. I kind of, I know what's going on, but I know it from seeing stuff on social media, stuff like that. When I looked at their roster and I knew three of the guys, and it was mainly because I knew them in college basketball, not yeah. NBA, it's never good. Like Jordan Poole, yeah. Michigan. They got Willie Cauley-Stein. But he's another promising. player that you know him from college, but mm-hmm. he has still done nothing in his young NBA career. Because he went to the Kings, and no one cares about the Kings. No, the Kings, I also saw something yesterday was about how some of the worst run sports programs, like for football right now, the Redskins are up there. The R words. Hey, hey, hey. R-words, the Kings for basketball, and then you got like, the MLB is a little more interesting. I, I've yeah. seen stuff about the Mariners, the White Sox. I think... Maybe the Marlins. Too. The Marlins. The Marlins just did the interesting stuff with Jeter trading everyone away. They had a sick stadium, though. They, they do. that going for them. They little, do. A little tanking behind home plate. Um, now, one thing I think as we move, I think that's not too much in the NBA world besides just regular season playing. There hasn't been. We did have a little fight. We talked about it on our Instagram a little bit. If you don't follow us there, follow us there at Bush League Podcast. But we had a little fight between Joel Embiid and... Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was really close on, but just that was kind of the first this league moment where it's kind of like just the pettiness comes out. I thought that was interesting. Just want to point that out real quick. But as we move on to some college basketball, hit on that real quick. Uh, it mm. just started this past week, um, or yesterday to be exact. I think one thing's interesting. After you saw Zion, Reddish, and Bear all leave Duke, they lose their first or win their first game, but it's by a close margin. They look nowhere near as good as last year. Did you watch the Kansas Duke game last night? I watched a tad bit of it. Their uh, freshman Cassius Stanley. I kind of watched him like in high school because he's yeah. pretty five. He went off and he was actually really good. And that's for a freshman on Duke basketball. It was it was pretty fun to watch. It was really even matched. But Kansas should have won the game. They lost by two, and they had 30-plus turnovers. Yeah, it was just watching. I know I talked to a friend today who's a Kansas fan, uh, and he was just talking about how bad the turnovers Mm -hmm. are. Like, it's just – when you lose by two and have 30-plus turnovers, something's not right. And it wasn't even, like, stealing or, like, like stupid passes. It was shot clock violations. They couldn't get a shot off. It was pathetic. And Duke isn't that good on defense. No. They're nowhere near as good as last year. I thought – from last year's team, obviously, they lost a lot of talent, but I did think, um, what's his name? Tyus Jones looked good. He had 15, nothing insane, but... Trey. Trey Jones. Sorry. <laughs> You're I good. Brother. But he was kind of the one last year where he was not the superstar, but he was very integrated in that team last year. So that was good to see him. As we move on in that night to the second game up there in Madison Square Garden, the Kentucky minute... Michigan State game was a lot better. Yeah, I did not say it for that one, but I am looking at the stats right now. I mean, obviously you had Cassius Winston, who is probably the best player in the country, arguably. He had a rough night from three, but still had 21. Mm-hmm. So you can't argue with that. And then Duke or Kentucky also looked very good. So they had, what's his name? I got to look up his name. Maxie, Tyrese Maxie. He's their new freshman come in. He... Hit a clutch three late in the game, but he had 26 points. Oh, wow, yeah. And it was, I don't know, he was fun to watch. So, something to keep an eye on as the season goes on. I I didn't know Michigan State's number one. Yeah, I mean, they won't be anymore. They lost their first game, but. I didn't expect that. I guess it's because Duke lost so much talent. Yeah, Duke was three or four. I don't know exactly, but. Who makes these rankings? Like, why is Florida six? 
I didn't see any recruiting out of them. Florida this... did have a good. They got that transfer. His name's Blackshear from Virginia Tech. So that was a big transfer for them. I think they had a cupcake game, so mm-hmm. nothing too big for them. Oh, Purdue's twenty three. They are. I'm sure they got a good white center. That's they do. Seven feet well, tall. they still have Harms. They do. The, the hair dude. <laughs> yeah, he's still there. Um, and then they've got a few young guys coming up. We'll see. They won't be. That's one thing as a Purdue fan. It was so disappointing this year because. Obviously, last year I could go if I wanted to watch a Purdue game. It was Carson Edwards, and it was just his show. Oh, it was so fun! It's so fun to watch, yeah. and it's just—it's not the same without him. Now, did you see he cut his dreads off? No, he did. He, oh. he had a rough start with the Celtics, so he decided to cut the dreads off, which is a little disappointing because they were cool. But it's okay. Before we move on from basketball, we should—I guess—we should hit on our our interviewees, friends of the pod. Mm-hmm. All got started last night, mm. so with Clemson. John Newman had a great game for Clemson, led the team in scoring. He had 15, played 33 minutes. He looked good. Curran didn't have as much a role and played 10 minutes and was one for two. So he did what he could with the time he had, but they lost, unfortunately. By seven. We look forward to getting down there for a game. And then, obviously, Jose had a big game for Georgia Tech as they won by one in overtime. Hmm. He had 34 minutes. He only 10 points, but point guard, very point guard-ish. So just keep an eye on them. It's it, it's interesting to watch as I watch I watch a little bit of the Clemson game just to watch after we interview them. Like I don't know, it's it's different to watch when I know that we were it's, on it's the court fun. shooting. Like it's like yeah, I got a personal connection with them. Yeah. Especially when John led all the entire team in points. Yeah. It's just kinda cool that you were at one point we were shooting on that court and then you watch it in game and it's like yeah. it looks so much different and then what there's people in the stands but I'm excited to go down there for a game. and They did promise that. Yeah, they did. They, did. they said we'll they had little... tickets, so. We're we'll going to hold you to that promise. <laughs> so as we move into a little NCAA football, in between the two big games last night for basketball, the rankings were announced. So I think, of course, we got to hit that first. OSU at one. OSU one, LSU two, Bama three. And the surprise of the night, in my opinion, was Penn State at four. Okay. Why is it a surprise to you? I... I just think it's hard to move as much as I don't think Clemson plays anyone. I don't think they're as good as last year. Mm-hmm. For me, it's hard to move a team from their four spot, what they were ranked AP, to the five spot because they're nine and zero. They haven't done anything to lose. And when you look at their schedule, obviously their best opponent so far has been A and M, who was ranked twelve when they played them. But since then, they're not even ranked anymore. But if you look at their wins. 52-14, Like, they're good wins, except mm-hmm. for the one over North Carolina. So, to me, they've just done nothing to lose their playoff spot. I don't. I think putting them at four is the right decision because you do have some people to argue they should still be one. I, I just don't get why they did it this week. I mean, last week, Penn State was five and Clemson was four. Yeah. And from ten week 10 to week 11, Penn State beat Michigan State, who was not ranked. And then Clemson beat up on Wofford. Like it's not like they beat anyone big, but I do agree. Penn State has had a tougher schedule. They've proven themselves to beat Iowa when they were ranked seventeen, and then I'm pretty sure Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. And Michigan, they're they're a little iffy, but like they're still a pretty good team. Yeah, I mean you can't argue with that. Now people are saying that LSU should be one over Ohio State. Do you agree with that, or you you like where it's at? I don't. 
It's tough because they both have played decent talent. It's just a matter of Big Ten and SEC talent. If you, know? you look at the top ten, out of the top ten, Ohio State has so, so far had the toughest schedule so far. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't look that way. When you look at LSU's like three big wins over Florida, over uh, Auburn, and uh, what's the other one? Texas. There are three very good wins, but Ohio State throughout the year has played more steady competition, which makes it a little bit better. And they smacked up on Wisconsin, who was at one point in the top. Yeah. Eight, I, I think, I think it was, they I, were. It got to five or six. Yeah. I think, before they got upset. Now, it does set up for obviously the big game this week, two versus three, LSU Bama. Hey, but ooh. then two weeks from now, not the week after, but the week after that, we have Ohio State Penn State. So essentially, we get the playoff before. Oh. Before the playoff comes. Basically, maybe the Big Ten championship. Yeah, and this is. Probably the SEC West Championship here. Oh. You got to figure LSU or Alabama's winning that. Wow, there's some good games. There is. It's starting to get into the thick of things. Um, I guess we should move down the schedule a little bit. Georgia at six. Not no surprise there. I think Oregon, Utah, seven and eight. I think Oklahoma deserves a higher ranking. Than... I agree with you. I think the only reason they might have put Oregon Utah they're going to weed each other out by beating each other in the Pac-12 so I think true, true, true. Oklahoma will jump up there but other than that there wasn't any huge surprises I guess you could argue maybe Minnesota 17 still a tad bit low yeah an 8-0 team above 6-7-2 and teams that could be a little like arguable between Wisconsin Michigan who are two Big Ten teams who mm-hmm. both have two losses Notre Dame's got two losses who Pretty much plays, they play good talent, but still two losses. And Kansas State, who plays Big Twelve talent, they've got two losses. You got, I, in my opinion, a Minnesota eight no team, although they have not played anyone, should still be ahead of them. I agree. Now they do have a big matchup coming this week with Penn State, so that should weed them out. Boise State dropped a lot. They did. Been a tough loss. Also, interesting to see SMU loses their first game. They still stay in the top twenty five. Thought that was interesting. Where's the receipt? I want to see the receiving vote. Let's see. I don't think there's any huge surprises. Um, yeah. It it will get interesting to see because I think App State dropped. Sorry. They did. South Carolina, my boys from Carolina, got a big week against big game against them this week. So we'll see if South Carolina is actually good. I mean, if you're a Georgia fan, as much as you hate South Carolina, you hate losing, you've got to be rooting for South Carolina. Just because the more they win, the better it makes that loss look. You know, I can't believe I'm looking at the receiving votes right now. Uh-huh. Texas is not even ranked anymore, yeah. and they are at one point six in the nation. And they, everyone was so hyped on them. And Sam, I was here. hyped. I said Sam for uh, Heisman. I see. I've always been down. I like Texas. I might have picked them. I, actually, I had Oklahoma, but I've always been down on Ellinger as a court. I'm not really sure why. I just think last year he was he was good. wasn't great, mm-hmm. but the Georgia game kind of. Put everyone on, and I don't know. I, did, I just didn't think he was quite that. I, I all that. I like him. I just don't think he has talent around him. No, I agree. That'll be interesting. They've got a, a game. I think they play Kansas State this week, mm-hmm. which possible upset pick. I was looking at that earlier. Yeah, Kansas State later, but there's no huge, huge surprises in the bottom half of the rankings. I think it's pretty fair. One thing to note, Wake Forest keeps moving up there up to 19. So Clemson actually finishes out the year after they just had their cupcake game of Wofford. They finish out at North Carolina State, which 
usually a tough game, but should be pretty easily handled. And then they play Wake Forest and South Carolina to end out the year. So if Clemson can get the, through those games, you got to figure they're moving on. But possible trap game there, do you see? There's going to be a lot of debate. Win or lose, mm-hmm. if they if they should make well, do you the playoffs. Think an undefeated Clemson team that wins the ACC should get in to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Well, at that point, either Ohio State or Penn State will have a loss to each other, and then LSU and Bama well, will have a loss what, to each if, other. Let's say LSU beats Bama this week, which we'll talk about that game here in a sec. If LSU beats Bama and Bama has one loss going into the playoffs, one a close loss to LSU, is that is that that's your only blemish on the schedule? But Clemson is undefeated ACC champs. Who are you taking? Okay. I think Bama and LSU should get in regardless. Uh-huh. I think the score of the Ohio State-Penn State game. Because uh-huh. I, I definitely think Ohio State's going to win. But if they like run it on them and like run up the score, I think Penn I don't State think drops. Penn State deserves it. So I think, But if it's a close game, I think. I don't think two teams from the Big Ten will get it. I, think, I agree that Bama and LSU should both be in. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the winner of the Big Ten, I'm thinking it's going to be Ohio State, should get in. But then I think that four spot is a very interesting conversation between you could get an Oklahoma one-loss Big 12 winner or a Utah-slash-Oregon Pac-12 one-loss winner. Are you taking them over Clemson too? I wouldn't take anyone over Clemson except Oklahoma in that. So you, you would take Oklahoma? I, would take, I wouldn't okay. take Oregon or Utah in that spot. I think that's fair, especially if Kansas State, they jumped onto the rankings after they won. If they can keep at the 16 now, but if they can keep moving up, it's definitely, um, it's definitely worth a look for Oklahoma to get in. They deserve it. No, and I think Jalen Hurts has looked very good because even in that Kansas State game, they looked bad at first, but they fought back and they looked a lot better in the second half. So mm-hmm. we'll see. This week should uh, tell us a lot. Obviously, you have Penn State, Minnesota. I think that's going to be an interesting game down at Minnesota. So. Oh yeah, they're playing someone now. They do. They officially <laughs> play Penn State. Obviously, I will see what they're made of. Sut last week was talking very highly on them, and they didn't quite pan out. But I don't know. They're home. It could be a good game. It could be an upset game, noon game. Um, I haven't watched enough Penn State football to say if they're good or not. Me neither. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, you can't argue with their rankings. So we'll see. And then the big, the big daddy at three thirty, LSU Bama and oh, yeah. Brian Denny. It should be a good one. No, I think that Alabama favored by six and a half, I think, is interesting. Are they? They are. Because I, I, personally, hmm. I think LSU is going to win. Saban did say two is okay, so we will see two of, but. I, I just think Bama at Bryant Denny, it's such an advantage. It is. It is such an advantage. Because if you watch, um, have you been watching LSU? I have. I've watched, I mean, I can say I've watched a decent amount. Okay, when I watched the LSU-Texas game, there were so many offsides penalties just by the linemen cannot, like, they yeah. just go purely off that off the QB. I mean, the same thing when Notre Dame played at Georgia. Exactly. Yeah, no, home field advantage is big. I, st- I just think Joe Burrow has looked excellent this year, and I, <laughs> I like their defense, too. They haven't played up to the standard that they were held to at the beginning of the year, but I still think they've got a good secondary, so I think I like LSU personally. I like them because... They never had the offense. It was, they were always a defensive team. That's all they knew before. They just pumped out draft picks, and now they finally have a good offense with yeah. Leonard Fournette's what is it, No, cousin? he's gone. He's gone? He left the team for personal reasons. Leonard? Leonard is gone. Leonard, what are you doing? But yeah, I saw it, tweeted out something the other day off our account. Also, if you don't follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at BLS Podcasts. Sut tweeted something out about how 
this is the first time in this decade that LSU has had a legit quarterback. Because to me, recently they just pump out backup NFL quarterbacks between uh, Etling, Muttenberger. I can't forget uh, Jefferson. Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell. Like they just they just pump out backup. Their quarterbacks are good. They're solid, but they they're nothing special they like Joe Burrow has been this year. Um, for our viewers who are interested, me and Jake, uh, for the three thirty LSU Bama game, may be attempting a challenge, uh, five hundred wings, yeah. with some buddies. So I'm not sure if we've told you, Bobby Flay is our friend group. Mm-hmm. There's twelve of us, so we figured five hundred wing challenge. It's averaging out to about it's about seventy to eighty wings a person. <laughs> so if we can sit down at noon and we can watch some football, we think we can get it done. But we'll see. We'll keep you guys updated if we do. Maybe post some stories about just the bones just getting racked up yeah. in the uh, trash can. So keep an eye out for that. It should be a good game. Um, another 4 o'clock game. Obviously, I won't be watching it because the LSU-Bama game will be on. But to me, this game just screams defense. Tight ends. White <laughs> tight ends and linebackers. <laughs> Iowa-Wisconsin, just the farm boys coming out for a game. So just if you're a Big Ten fan... It'll be a good game, but a lot of no no trash talking, a lot of helping the other team up off the ground. Yeah, patting the helmet, a hey, good run. Just some big burly white boys <laughs> out there. That's what we're gonna see, which is what I think of automatically. What I think of when you think of Iowa and Wisconsin, because they th- just pump out tight ends, linebackers. Do you think Iowa has a shot in that game? I'm not sure. Wisconsin's coming off of if it was in at Iowa, I would say yes, but. Wisconsin's coming off a bad loss to Illinois and another bad loss to Ohio State, so I think they'll be looking for a little revenge as they go back home. I can't really tell because they they versed good talent. They played Iowa's played Michigan and Penn State already. Mm-hmm. They've lost, but it's been low scoring, close games. So I don't know if they're just really good on defense or like it's just been bad games because they lost by seven to Michigan and they lost by five to Penn State. Yeah, I mean they haven't looked bad. I can't say I've watched Iowa football much this year. I know your brother went there, so maybe you're a little more in the know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it, it'll, I think it'll be a close game. I still like Wisconsin to win it, but it should be a close game, I think. Yeah, definitely. As that rounds out pretty much most of our college football talk, obviously we're getting to the thick of things, so these next few weeks should tell us a lot about the upcoming playoffs and obviously everyone's going to overreact to these first rankings but at the end of the day they're going to change a lot and they're rightly deserved at the moment yeah i think i think it's it's tough to argue i'm going to say top five just because there will be a shake-up between Mm because lsu bama and penn state house they have to play each other so there will be shake-up there so, but I think the top five, you can't argue with the who the top five is. Maybe you can argue who the order is. I think you can argue the fifth. Yeah, but yeah. the f- top five, I think, is very fair. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Now, I was just crossed my mind. Did we talk about the Nationals winning World Series? I don't think we did. I think it was after. We <laughs> so recorded. we're going to talk about it. So I think two we, weeks later. We, sh- we probably should. Okay. Just quick notes on it Nationals won the World Series. Um, I, I'm trying to remember. Did we talk about it? I think we did, but why not? I'm going to do a quick fact check there. Anyways, Garrett Cole is upset, and he is leaving the Astros, so he's going into free agency. Yeah, and one thing I want to see is it is looking like, okay, we did not talk about it. It was right after 
actually it was the day it happened the day after we released our episode so we're going to talk about it. you guys haven't heard our our side of the story yet good timing but nationals win in seven um yeah garrett cole is upset i hope my mets get him because if the mets can get him they have a rotation of Syndergaard, stroman garrett cole and jacob de grom <laughs> it's gonna be tough to stop that but Would, hey if the o's get him there's no stop there's yeah. no stopping us Obviously, the Nationals were the scrappy team that won. I was happy for Scherzer. He deserved it. Kind of the workhorse type guy. But I think he was deserved that World Series. Uh, I'm not a huge Soto fan. What are your What are your thoughts on him? I love him. You do? I you, love his swagger. You like his antics in the box? I don't really care for that. I just like just how he carries himself. And he, what, 20 years old? 20, or now he's 21? Now he's 21. Just like the way he like just like carries himself like around the field. Um you just don't really see that amongst young players, um, but I am happy for them. I'm happy. It's kind of cool that not a single home game was won. Mm-hmm. Um, that was interesting. I think it's interesting because we just talked about how important it is for college football. Yeah. Obviously, baseball has, without even worrying about the fans, they just have the strict advantage of batting last. Do you think that was by coincidence, or you think it was just kind of? Do you think home field just doesn't matter anymore? Because it is the World Series, so like the the, the fans are going to yeah, travel. They it are doesn't in matter. There. In regular season games, you could argue that the fans aren't as they don't have as much as an impact on the game. So I, th- I don't know. I think it was interesting. Obviously, I think batting last definitely helps. I think sometimes it's a little blown out of proportion mm-hmm. for how much people talk about it, but uh, there is some advantage there. Yeah, there's definitely an advantage there, but obviously Anthony Rendon. Um, He's a free agent this year too. Yeah, he he turned down a contract the Nationals offered him. Obviously, he can still go back mm-hmm. and accept it, but he said he does want to test the water. So another interesting person to keep an eye on. Also, Steven Strasburg, who won MVP, hey. denied his qualifying offer, so he can also test free agency. Um, I my guess is he goes back to the Nationals, but I don't I don't think so. I feel like is do you think this is a situation where just because. I think it was like a Toronto situation where they got the stars, they won, and now they're going to go off. They're just going to – maybe they don't like the organization as much as they say they do. Because this was a lucky streak it was. to win the World Series. Like, no one saw this coming. I don't I mean, think – they got hot at the right time in the pitching. Exactly. They were built about pitching. You can't argue with Corbin, Strasburg, and Scherzer. You're going to get solid starts from them. So you can't, you can't argue with the pitching, but the hitting got hot at the right time. Oh, yeah. It wasn't – it wasn't like, oh – out like it wasn't a boring game to watch you no it was all hitting there was some late games mm-hmm. clutchness i do want to th- obviously it's been around social media a lot but that graphic they showed of anthony rendon past the seventh inning where it's like walk double double home mm-hmm. run single yeah. walk walk double home run was incredible it's the definition of clutch right there it is that man's built for speed not comfort yep all right as we move on to some nfl which Right in the thick of things, we are now halfway through the season, nine games through. Nothing too big. My Jets did lose the Dolphins, so let's go, baby. One of the worst. It, if you look at it in history, it's in like the past fifty years since like nineteen sixty or something. The combined record of the two teams is the worst there's ever been past like week. Really? Yeah, the worst there's ever been. My R words. They did lose to the Bills. Mm-hmm. Can't blame them. Bills are looking good this year. But they do look good. It's been about two games now. We haven't scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. It's all field goals, so way to go, Dustin Hopkins. But they did announce um, 
Dwayne is a starter for the rest of the season, that and I'm happy true. about that. I can't blame him. He's not been. I admit he's not been doing good. No, he hasn't. But he played one year in college, mm-hmm. and he proved himself. I just I don't think he's ready. But they're doing the right call by giving him the reps because we're tanking. Like we're not going to win. No, yeah, give him I the agree. reps. Give him. We don't even have the star power for him. Just give him the in-game experience because he doesn't have any. Well, his biggest problem hasn't been the arm talents there, the athleticism's there. It's the reading the cornerbacks. It's just he doesn't. He know just the struggles offense. with that. So he's got to get used to the offense. Get used to seeing a real live defense on the field. That's going to throw different things at them. So. But the thing that I hate is we're like shaky about our whole head coach situation. We finally fired Gruden, but mm-hmm. they don't know who they're targeting Mike Tomlin actually. But if you're trying to get Dwayne to know the offense and when he's getting to know it through these games and then they're going to bring in a new head coach to put in a new scheme, I, I just don't no, understand you'd, that. You'd like a guy to where they can get an offense there. All right, he's going to take Dwayne under his wing and he's going to mm-hmm. – it's almost a type of deal where if Dwayne doesn't work out, that coach isn't going to work out. I, I'm just urging them to get a coach in there now that yeah. they're going to stick with, not three years and gone. Like They need Dwayne to learn under a good veteran coach that mm-hmm. has dealt with good. And I like Mike Tomlin for that job. He's had Big Ben under his wing. Yeah, and maybe as they transition from Big Ben, Pittsburgh looks to shake it up. Obviously, they started off the year rough, but they're back now. They won again. Obviously, off the missed field goal by Adam Vinatieri, but mm-hmm. they're up to, I think it's 4-4, four and four, I want to say. Yeah, they're four and four. Right, they're right in the playoff hunt in the terrible AFC. So maybe maybe Tomlin will keep his job, but I don't see them in the hunt for playoffs. I think they're all defensive. They definitely uh-huh. won the Minka Fitzpatrick trade because he has gone off for them right he's now. He's good, but he looks terrible in number thirty-nine. He's got to change that number if you're going to be an all like a, a Pro Bowler. You can't be wearing thirty-nine as a cornerback. It looks terrible. Um, but Mason Rudolph. Speaking of terrible, it looks terrible. Yeah, I mean, I want to see, I want to see Duck Hodges back then. They're just strictly because his name is Duck. We all want to see Duck. Juju's done absolutely nothing. He doesn't even lead the team in targets. He was actually fourth in the team in targets this week. He's falling behind. He's gonna get set. He's a good talent. He's gonna demand a trade. I just don't think Pittsburgh in a, is in a good state right now. No, it's they're interesting because they're not. Because of where they're at, obviously, I don't think they're a playoff-worthy team. But where they're at, their schedule is very easy in the year. Mm-hmm. They, they're only—I think they're one game out of the wild card. I'm not—you can fact me, check me on that. But I think it's close. So at the point where, all right, we could easily tank this year and have just kind of go downhill. But they could also try and fight and salvage a wild card win, which is something that my Mets tend to do. Whereas the owners kind of—they give just enough without spending the big money. They give just enough to make a playoff push, make a wild card game, but they don't do anything in there. So at some point, you either got to strip it all down and rebuild, or you got to spend the money. So it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see what they do with Tomlin, who's been on the hot seat. Um, see what they do at the quarterback position, because I don't think Rudolph is the future. But we'll see. We are also down to one undefeated team with the Patriots getting throttled by the Ravens. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. I guess touch on that because the combination of Lamar and Mark Ingram is very good. Yeah, the Ravens' run game looked pretty much unstoppable. Um, they didn't really have a plan for it, and it worked. I mean, Lamar is not the best passer in the league, but he can run and he can get out of the pocket and maybe get a little 10-yard completion and get that first well, he, down. He's shown that he can throw the ball because mm-hmm. there's so much respect with his 
his running game that mm-hmm. you there's going to be holes in the defense, which he's been able to find. Yeah, you need a spy um, in the linebacker position. But it was a surprise. It was going to be a good game anyways, but I don't know. I'm just happy that the Patriots finally lost. And if you think about it, people were so high on them. They played one 500 team this year, and that was the Bills. Yeah. They've beaten... And they barely beat... It was a very... They yeah. beat them, but it was a competitive game. They've beaten the Steelers, who are now 500. Okay, uh-huh. okay, that's two. The Dolphins, the Jets, the Redskins, the Bills, the Giants, the Jets again, the Browns. Speaking yeah. of Browns, you want to talk about the Browns? Yeah, I mean, I think we should. I know we touch, we've touched on it every week, but... It, Every week it just gets more disappointing. This year, mm-hmm. this week they lost to the Broncos, who had Brandon Allen starting at quarterback, his first career uh, start, and they still lost. Just talk about disappointing. We're talking about how disappointing the Falcons have been. Just with all the talent they have. They, they were just, so hyped up. Just so disappointing. The defense hasn't looked good. Odell has done absolutely nothing, and Baker has looked trash. Yeah, Odell's actually upset. He uh... And I think for the right reasons. Yeah, he quoted... Um, on Sports Center, he's like, I can't get the ball to save my life. He had six targets in the game and caught five of them for 87 yards. So he led the team in receiving. I, I didn't watch the game personally, so... Um, also did not. Jarvis got mainly all the... He had 13 targets, so... Yeah. Maybe some bad blood between the best buds there. Yeah, I mean, obviously you can't... Odell's going to get shadowed by the best corners in the league because he's very talented, but... Just the combination of them not getting him the ball in the game plan and Baker not being good has not worked out for him. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say Baker's not it, but they have everything right right now except Baker. Yeah, I mean, the talent's all there. They've got Kareem Hunt coming back this week, so it'll be interesting to see how they leverage him and With Chubb. Nick Chubb, but it'll be interesting to see. I think one thing, we should talk a little bit about fantasy. Okay. So, this past week, I played our fellow co-host in Sut, and it turned out to be a game for the ages. <laughs> so, it comes down to Monday night. Before the Monday night game, I am down eight points. I have Michael Gallup and the Cowboys defense. He has Amari Cooper. So, it's not looking good. Obviously, you're going to figure Amari Cooper is going to outscore Gallup. So, I had to have a big night from the defense. And through a, through a half, it was looking good. Gallup was not doing much, but neither was Amari. Defense was just playing solid. Now Gallup scores a touchdown with eight minutes left. I go up. I get excited. I'm up I'm up about five or six. Nice little 15-yard touchdown catch. And then five minutes left. They get on the field, and Amari Cooper catches a 45-yard touchdown pass. So with four minutes left, and the Cowboys up relatively big at that point, I am now down six. So they're not going to throw the ball anymore because they're just going to run out the clock. So I figured it's got to come down to my defense. I need a pick six or something. And with 30 seconds left in the game, I got my pick six. Or strip sack for a touchdown. Cowboys defense, strip sacks, Daniel Jones. So I get a point for the sack, two points for the recovery, and six for the touchdown. Get nine points, and I beat Sutt by five. (laughs) So just an all-time loss from Sut. He was talking trash the entire game, so he deserves it. And I wish he was here so I could talk to him about it right now. But an all-time loss for Sut. See, if I was in your situation, that's the one where, like, if I went down and I'm like, okay, they're not going to get, like, a pick six and score a touchdown here. So what I would do is, like, I'm not going to sit in misery and watch the end. 
I would go to bed and then and be like, I was maybe if I wake up in the morning and check the score. I was so close to doing it too, where I was kind of tired, but I was like, all right, whatever, I'll just stay up and watch. Anything can happen. But I did text that. I go, GG, good game. It's like, all right, it's all right. Game's over. Congrats on the win. Yeah. You know, you played well. I played well too. But man, he sent me he sent me a gif of Amari Cooper celebrating after the touchdown, and immediately after the game, I sent him a Cowboys gif. I was so excited. I would be too. I would be probably running around the house right now and waking up everyone. Anyways, my fantasy week, I played Tyler. We had the two best defenses in the league. Speaking wise, we've given up the least amount of points against opponents. Um, I did beat him pretty easily. Um, but Adam Thielen, I put him in that lineup. He said he was good to go, and on the first drive, he re-aggravated his hamstring injury and might be out uh, next week too. So. He got me a fat zero. Everyone else put up good numbers. It was a pretty just steady week. I had Kamara and Cup on by, arguably my two best scores. Mm-hmm. So that was a little little tricky, but we came through. Um, we had a good week. Ertz, Ertz finally came back. He's been struggling with uh, Dallas Godare yep. on Philadelphia. He's been taking all his touchdowns, all, his, I, all his catches. I picked him as my sit this week. He proved me wrong. Got a touchdown catch, so. Yeah, he had nine receptions, 103 yards, and touchdown. So I, I guarantee he sat down with Wentz and he's like, look, I'm one of the best tight ends in fantasy. You better give me the ball or mm-hmm. I'm going to leave. And he should because he's really good. Um, Marvin Jones came up clutch again, got me a solid 22. Leonard, he, I can't blame him. He got nine, but that was in the London game, and those suck. Um, but I, I have had a little, little argument with – uh, one of the teams of Pierce between the starter and Denver, between mm-hmm. Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. Actually, the whole Bobby Flay got involved. Um, I argued Lindsay, of course. He argued Royce. And, you know, Lindsay kind of shut that down. He had 92 yards in the tutty, and Royce had five yards. And they had basically the same amount of carries. So, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Um, as we look at quick standings update in our league, Wyatt's in the one spot at seven and two. Mac, you are tied with him. Yep. Also seven and two, but behind him because of points forward. Sutz at six and three at three, and I come in at four. So Bush League is still representing strong with the two to four spots in our standings. So we're looking good. We're good. Keep you updated as the weeks keep going. Um, as we move into the next week of football, let's go ahead and roll into our upset of the week. Of the week. All right, let's roll into upset of the week. So obviously Sut is not here, but we still have his picks. So he is going to take number or TCU over number twelve Baylor at TCU. Uh, I agree with the pick. Would have been one of mine if Sut hadn't taken it. But I don't think there's any huge surprise with that pick. Baylor eight and zero. Obviously, interesting to see if they can hold that spot. Nothing too surprising though. Pac twelve matchup. Oh, Big 12? Mm-hmm. You're an idiot. Why would you say Pac-12? All right, I am going to stay in the Big 12, and I'm going to take – I know we kind of shit on them earlier with Texas, but I'm actually going to take Texas over Kansas State. Ugh. Kansas State 16. Texas is unranked down in Austin. I'm going to take Texas there. I think it's a wider margin. Based off the ranking, it looks like a wider margin than the game is. So I'll take an easy pick there, and hopefully Texas can pull one out. I'm not gonna go. Uh, I'm not gonna lo- go loud mm-hmm. this week like I did last week with Wofford over Clemson. Mm-hmm. Close game though. So. Didn't quite turn out. Close game. Um. Anyways, I'm going with 
the three thirty game, Virginia Tech over number nineteen Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. Virginia Tech did gave my Irish a scare last week. We won by a last second touchdown. So praise to the Lord. I don't think Wake Forest is that good, and okay. they've been switching through their QBs all year. Sam Hartman's actually one of them. Um, I just don't think they're consistent. They don't play good, um, good powerhouse teams. So I think VT's got them in this. Yeah, I mean it'll be interesting. We'll see as it plays out. Um, obviously, if you want to take a look at upset upset standings, me and Mac are tied for first at four and six apiece. So not terrible. Obviously, not over the five hundred mark, but they are upset picks. And Sut is rounding out in third at two and eight. Sut sucks. Rough, rough start for Sut. So and I go big, like yeah, you. I don't know how I'm four and six. Well, your Boulder picks obviously lose, but then some of your other picks have been good. So if you stay safe, maybe you're gonna turn out better. I don't care. I don't win. There's no prize for us. All right. So now as we move into our stardom situm, let's hear Sut's stardom this week. Stut stardom is. Marlon Mack. Got a good matchup. Obviously, he's on my fantasy team, so I'm excited that Sut agrees with me that um should be a good game. Plays Miami. Obviously, anyone against Miami should have a decent day, but no surprise there. Uh, Mac, you want to hit us with your stardom? My stardom this week is A.J. Green. Okay. He's finally back off injury. Yep. Um, Long he's, he's playing the Ravens, who have a good defense, but he is in the free agent market, and I guarantee the Bengals want to keep him because they're terrible right now. And they want to build a franchise around him because he's still young. He's still really good. Um, so I feel like they're going to force the ball down him, even if he wants it or not. Try to get him as many targets as they can and keep him stay. Um, so hopefully Finley does that job. I agree. So my stardom of the week is going to be Ronald Jones. Obviously, he's not going to be a loud player on our team, but he officially was given the role, the starting role this week um, from Peyton Barber. So... He had a good week last week with 15, solid 18 carries. Can't argue with that. Um, plays a, plays the Cardinals, who aren't great, so should present a pretty decent matchup. I like him as a solid, maybe low-end RB2 flex-type player. Not going to deliver RB1 numbers, obviously, but mm-hmm. you can count on him at your flex spot, I think, if if you've got the chance, I think you need to get him in your lineup. All right, what is such cinema of the week? Stutz of the week is Marvin Jones Jr. He mm. plays Chicago. He's had a few good weeks in a row, including his one uh, incredible game where he had, uh, what was it, four touchdowns? Three touchdowns, maybe? Yeah, he had 38 fantasy points. So, obviously, a big game for him there. He's uh, currently my flex right now, so okay. hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully, hopefully he isn't a sit Hopefully Stutz wrong. Like, he, he usually is, so uh-huh. I'm feeling pretty good right now. All right. Well, let's, let's hear your sit my sit of the week is Melvin Gordon. Okay. He's playing Thursday night, automatically bad game, yep, no versus one. the Raiders, who are off and on, but they are going to play on a baseball field, and that is a disadvantage because it's a baseball field. Like, you're going to scrape your knee, and you're going to be like, eh, that's cool. A little strawberry on the dirt. Um, plus, he did take over last game, and Austin Eckler did not like it. His bald little self got mad, so mm-hmm. Austin Eckler is going to take over this game. Plus, I just don't like they're two really good running backs competing for snap count. Mm-hmm. In almost a passing offense, I just I'm glad I don't have anyone on my team from the Chargers. Um, I just don't like that week by week. No, so. I agree. It's been a weird kind of with the whole Melvin Gordon situation. Keenan Allen has been very disappointing. It's mm-hmm. been interesting. All right, my sit of the week is going to be DK Metcalf. Obviously, he had a huge week last week with 24 points. 
This week he goes against a tough Niners defense. Also, I do worry about with their recent acquisition of um, Josh Gordon. I do think that'll be interesting to see how DK's kind of the second guy, but Gordon could very easily slide. He's going to take it. Yeah. He could very easily take it. So it'll be interesting to see how Russell Wilson shares the ball. But nonetheless, even without him, it's a tough matchup against the 49ers defense. So I'm going to sit him this week after uh, a big week. Honestly, I could see um, Tyler Lockett's numbers dropping. Because he's a small, like, little slot receiver. Uh-huh. So I could see DK and Josh going out um, wide. And then Tyler takes a little slot roll, and he still gets his deep balls every game. But Well, that's one thing that's been interesting is DCAF has been taking a lot of those deep balls. Mm-hmm. Where they run two guys deep. Yeah. And DK's been getting a lot of those. So, obviously, Tyler Lockett, if you've got him, you're playing him. No doubt. He had another huge week this past week, but... This week against the 49ers should be a good game. Obviously, a lot of implications both in fantasy-wise from the players there and in the real NFL to see if 49ers are legit and shake up the NFC a little bit. All right. You want to talk about our uh, fantasy matchups this week? Let's, let's do it. So, I play Will Eels, the worst team in our league. So, hopefully, mm-hmm. I can come out with a win. Obviously, he gets Patty Mahomes back. So, it's a little disappointing there. But I feel like I've got decent matchups between Marlon Mack playing Miami and Hopefully, Adam's going to have a breakout game against Carolina. Obviously, been a little disappointing with his injury. I do worry a bit about Russell Wilson, like we just talked about, playing the 49ers defense. But I still get stolen numbers. Um, it'll be interesting. We'll see. What about you? Boys, we are against the wall this week. Mm-hmm. We're playing Luke. My entire bench is on by. I'm not mm-hmm. even joking about that. Um, my starting tight end, my RB 1 and 2, and my wide receiver, too, are all on by. I had to pick up. I had to trade. I recently made a trade, a one-week trade with Jake. Mm-hmm. I sent over my Ravens defense um, for Michael Gallup. So I'm putting him at my flex. I'm going to have a little Dak-Michael Gallup connection on Sunday Night Football. It's going to be pretty sick. Um, but we're starting. We're putting Tariq Cohen. Summoning him at uh, RB2. Kamara is still questionable. So if he goes down along with TJ Hawkinson, he's my starting tight end this week, he is questionable as well. So if they decide to be uh, ruled out last minute, I might just take the L and just not risk dropping any of my good players. No, I don't think it's worth it. And especially where you're at in the standings, you mm-hmm. can afford to take a loss. And you should still easily make playoffs, obviously, if you're shooting for the one seed. It's not most. Mm-hmm. But maybe you got a few breakout games for a few players. You can squeeze one out. Squeeze it out. We will see um, as we move into some of our segments. Let's go ahead and over under. So Sut set his stuff in, so we'll start with his. Today we are doing soda flavors. So we did do drinks at one point in the past, but we figured why not hit not just sodas in general, but we're going to narrow it down to soda flavors and sugars. everything that. So Sut's overrated soda, just very, very bluntly said, vanilla Coke. Ooh. Interesting pick. I I like Coke. I'm a Coke fan. I think it's good. Um, vanilla. I think vanilla is good in most sodas. But I don't know. Interesting pick from him. I like it, but it's more of a. I'm not gonna get it every time. I agree. It's it's a certain. It gets a certain meal, and it's at a certain time. Like it's not my mm-hmm. choice, but. I don't know. It's not a terrible overrated pick. Um, if so you know, he's, he's actually not a big soda drinker, so. He says more of a sweet tea. More of a sweet tea guy. I will take my overrated. I'm going to go Grape Fanta. Grape Fanta, okay. Yep, so I know it's kind of hyped up. I know there's a lot of people 
now the spectrum is very if you either love it or you hate it so some people are going to agree with me but other people love it i don't know i just i'm not a big grape flavored anything besides actual grapes like grape flavoring to me isn't anything special okay my overrated pick is the new sprite uh sprite lime onade okay um, I've never had it, so explain it a little bit. I tried it the other day, um, last weekend actually. Um, so apparently, they just put it is more lemon mm-hmm. into not. It's a little more like sweeter, and it tastes a little more like a like a sun kiss. Okay. And I don't know. I had wings and some mac and cheese with it from Q. Shout out Q. Um, it just wasn't good. I I prefer regular Sprite over okay, Sprite lemonade. So I guess that'll transition nicely into my underrated pick. My underrated pick is Cherry Sprite. Mm. Just Sprite's a very good drink as itself. I think everyone would agree with that. But add a little cherry, it's a very good. Just need to get the get it on the level that like Cherry Coke and uh, Cherry Vanilla Dr. Pepper are at. Are you upset about the Sprite Cranberry not coming back this year? So that that's it's a very good, but they did change it up a bit this year. So it's a mm-hmm. little disappointing. It's not terrible, but it's not as good as it once was. It was a good Christmas time drink mm-hmm. with the LeBron commercials. Very good. What sucks? So Seth's underrated. underrated pick is a kind of interesting one. I can't say I've drank it too much, but Mellow Yellow. <laughs> I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, it's not bad, but it's just kind of Sprite, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's like a... <laughs> I don't know. Interesting pick, Seth. Obviously. <laughs> I don't know. We'll... S- We'll let the viewers decide on I guess Instagram. That, I guess that's kind of far away from like soda and sugar. So he that's something he would drink. Mellow yellow. <laughs> Interesting picks up. Um, I'm throwing it back. Um, not as popular today, but it was definitely popular a uh, long time ago. RC Cola. I okay. don't know if you ever had it. It's, I have. I have had it a long time though. You you're right that it just hasn't. Mm-hmm. It's not around anymore. It's it's got a great logo. It's basically like a mix of Coke and Dr Pepper. Uh-huh. It's got a unique taste. Um. You hardly see them in grocery stores, but like when I do, I'm like, okay, I, I gotta get them. It's a pretty underrated drink, uh-huh. and I, I like Mercy Cola, and okay. I've been a fan since day one. So right. fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's move into some big three today. We have ice cream flavors. So sticking on the food train here, flavored wise, Mac will go ahead and let you take the first overall pick, and then I'm going second, second to third. With the first overall pick in the ice cream flavors. Bush League Sports Draft. I select mint chocolate chip ice cream. <laughs> you can never go wrong, honestly. No, I like it too. It's like it's a nice mint. It's like it's very the mint's very refreshing. The chocolate mm-hmm. chips are good. I like it. I it it doesn't necessarily make your breath smell better, but like you're like, come on, it's mint. Yeah. Anytime you eat something mint, it'll actually it could be like mint flavored drinks. But even if it could be the worst thing for you, it makes you feel like you like just brush your teeth almost in a way. And honestly, like looking at it, like you're like, oh, it's green, like, or just thinking of it, it's like it's green, but it's it's like a it's like a sh- uh, a lightener green. Mm-hmm. It's like a lime kind of. Yeah. And it, uh, I can't think like a teal. Okay. And it looks so appetizing, and I love the chocolate chips on top, and I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, that's fair. Go ahead. So my pick is going to be classic one, chocolate chip cookie dough. Good pick. So a classic. I don't think many people are going to argue with it, but I had to take it first and no one else can take it. Let's move on to Sut's pick. With his, to round out the first round, Sut is going to take 
Neapolitan. <laughs> now it's, it's the ice cream that combines chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. Which I can't say like, I guess it wouldn't be bad because chocolate and vanilla ice cream aren't bad. But like, mm-hmm. why with all the other flavors? Why would you buy that? I don't. I guess it's like the person that can't decide. Like, oh, why not get all three? But I feel like at that point, like if I ever bought that, if you opened it after like a week. The, like the chocolate and vanilla would be like gone and like the yeah. strawberry would still be in that's exactly it. like if I get one I'm not touching strawberry I'll get a mix of chocolate and vanilla and that's it mm-hmm. plus I bet those snakes who make that probably put the strawberry in the middle so like you can't get a mix you have to like you dig around it. it I don't know interesting picks that his second pick also interesting just I don't know he's such a big peanut butter guy he's taking peanut butter cup ice cream mm-hmm. can't say I've ever really had it um I'm not a huge peanut butter cup fan just in general. Um, I like peanut butter, I like chocolate, but sometimes I don't know. Sometimes a little much for me. I guess it's like a like a, a Reese's like Blizzard. Yeah, I mean it. It's it, like it, it's like a mood thing. It's yeah. not something I'm gonna get because it is very strong. Like peanut butter is not something that I want to have every time. That's fair. But all right, what was your uh, pick? To round out my second round pick, I'm going to take Moose Tracks. Is that what you wanted? Yeah, that's what I wanted. Well, it's a good pick. Yeah, I know. I was a little nervous waiting to take it in the second round. I figured it'd be someone, but it's just the perfect combination of a nice, yeah, nice amount of chocolate mm. with the vanilla ice cream. And it's not chocolate ice cream to me. I don't love it. It's got an interesting taste, but the chocolate that they put in there is fantastic. Yeah, it's a good blend. Very good. Well, on the spot thinking here because Moose Jackson was taken from me, I'm gonna go Rocky Road. Okay. Um, good traditional. Um, it's not at every single ice cream parlor. It's not your everyday, but it is at the main ones, and it is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my first choice, because cookie dough or mint is probably my first choice, but I do enjoy some Rocky Road. Okay. I do agree with you. The only thing I do have a problem with, I love the marshmallows in Rocky Road, mm-hmm. but I'm not a big nuts fan in my... Yeah. Like, I'm the type of guy where I'll kind of pick around them. I like nuts, but in the ice cream to me, it's just, I don't like the crunchiness of it. It, it is... Kind of a weird mix of like a soft, gooey marshmallow, and then you get the nut crunch. But mm-hmm. nut crunch. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I like it. I like it. Okay, that's fair. I'm not gonna argue with it. And then Go ahead and round us out with your third round. Looping pick. back around. Speaking of Neapolitan, <laughs> strawberry. Nice. I am a fan, actually. Okay. Um, not the biggest fan, but sometimes like I'm feeling a little fruity, and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I want some strawberry. Okay. I had. I, you recently know I was in Italy. They had some gelato. You know, I obviously got obviously got my mint, um, got my uh, scratchatella. But then some days I'm like, you know what? I'm in Italy. Let me try some. I'm like, yeah, give, give me some, it, give me some strawberry. Mix it up a little bit. And he gave me some strawberry, and it was really good. And I felt like I got my my uh, my fruits in the other day, so I felt really healthy about okay. myself. That's fair. How do you? All right, I'm going to round mine out with fish food, the Ben and Jerry's flavor. It's chocolate ice cream with chocolate chunks in it, I guess you'd call it, and then a little bit of caramel. It is fantastic. It's called fish food? Fish food. That's disgusting. So the chocolate chunks are little fishes. They're chocolate fishes. Oh. So that's where it gets fish food from. But actually, It sounds good. I just, I, I'm not sticking with the name. I'm, I'm not a fan okay. of the name. Um, it's actually, if it makes you feel better, it's spelled P-H-I-S-H for fish. Okay, whoever's the marketing guy at Penn & Jerry's needs to be fired right now. Well, it's fantastic. You should give it a try. Very good. I like the Jimmy Fallon one. I've Americone had... Dream. That's my dad's favorite. Yeah, that one's good. Okay. You did you did good there, Jimmy. All right. 
As Sut rounds out the most basic flavor besides vanilla chocolate, cookies and cream. Quite the bold take there, Sut. I wish that. But Sut to me, it, these go very long with this. Like, I could see Sut just liking all three of the ice cream flavors. Nothing too fancy, just good. So, I mean, you can't argue with it. It's good. But. I can't argue with anyone's really, except the name of fish food. Nope. They all sound, I want ice cream right now. Ice yeah. cream sounds really good mm-hmm. right now. Ice cream is good. All right. That'll wrap us up. Uh, we missed Sut. He'll be back next week, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But a little two-man show today. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you all we enjoyed. We do want to throw in our emoji of the mm. of the episode. Mac, do you want to pull it up? I gotta find one. All right, as Max pulling this up, we do want to thank you guys all for buying the merch. We sold over thirty shirts, so that was a huge surprise for us. Uh, we're finalizing the order, and they should be shipped out to you guys soon. So thank you guys for buying those. Also, if you do not follow us on our social media, you can hit up hit us up at Twitter and TikTok at BLS Podcast and Instagram at Bush League Podcast. Mac, you want to hit him with the emoji of the episode? Yeah, it was a tough competition. Okay. Between uh, which emoji I'm going to pick, but it's never too early for Christmas season. Okay. Right? I mean, yes, Thanksgiving's a great holiday for eating, but I'm starting to see some Christmas lights mm-hmm. coming up. I'm starting to get my list going. The Santa emoji. Please okay. comment that under any recent post. Post Santa emoji, because there is a few. Um, he's with all the people. It's one of the it's the smileys and people, and he's okay. right below Mrs. Claus. Any any. So just the head of Santa. Any skin, tone of Santa Claus. Just pick Santa Claus. All right. Well, that'll wrap us up for today. Thanks for tuning in. Um, comment the emoji if you're a real one. All right, deuces. Peace.